I hooked up with my boss's husband and I got pregnant. And now my boss is trying to ruin my life because I ruined her marriage. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I'm a 26-year-old woman and the company that I work for is going through a merger with two other companies. Some people have taken retirement, but other than that, no one has been let go. Locations and departments are changing and people are moving around and being promoted. I'm about to have a new boss, but we have history. I used to work with my new boss's husband. We had a one night fling and somehow she found out. She divorced him and it was not amicable. I now have a child with her ex-husband. The two of us share custody but we're not together and never have been beyond that one time. I was dragged into the divorce proceedings and she went out of her way to humiliate me. She's still angry about it and she took her ex-husband to the cleaners. I asked Human Resources if there was any other job I could take but they said that there isn't. They also say that my concerns are not valid because my new boss is a professional. I can't afford to be without a job, but I also can't have her as a boss. HR said their decision is final. They won't give me another job or let me go, and if I quit, I can't have unemployment. What should I do? Do you have any advice as to how I can convince HR to change their minds? There's actually an update, but it's a little unusual because it takes place several years in the future. It's been a few years since everything happened. When I was subpoenaed to testify in the divorce, she sent someone to serve me at the hospital just after I had given birth in front of my family, friends, colleagues, and the staff while paying the guy extra to loudly and publicly announce that I was being served because I knowingly had a baby with a married man. At that point, I had not told anyone yet that he was the father, my colleagues, or that he was married, everyone else. I had to answer questions about the fling in court, and once it was settled, she posted posted my answers on social media. I am not in a long-term relationship with her ex-husband, and I never have been, but we share custody no problem. We have always been amicable. He went bankrupt as a result of the divorce. She went to court to make sure he didn't get out of the settlement. She successfully fought to have his wages garnished instead of accepting the payment plan he offered, even though the payment plan would have gotten her more money in the end. It's been rough for him, and she hasn't let up on either one of us. They shared a car, and she got it in the divorce. He asked her to wait two weeks because he needed the car for his job and in response she got a court order to have it repossessed from the parking lot at his job. She was offered an equivalent job in another department and she took this job when she found out she would be managing me. HR says she will be professional but given how things have gone in the past I can't work for her. She accepted this role knowing that I would have to report to her and chose this position over a job in a different department. Given how things have gone in the past I have no doubt that she wants to take it out on me. She is still angry at me and at her ex-husband. I'm not going to make excuses for what I did. I knew he was married and she would be able to prove that I knew in court during the divorce. She is definitely not going to quit. She accepted her promotion knowing that I would be one of the people that reported to her. Unfortunately, everything she did was within the law. The service was legal and my testimony was in an open court. There is no law against repeating it and it doesn't meet the legal test for harassment. We tried. The father of my child is much worse off than me right now. I would help him if I could, but I am in no position to. And since we share custody and visitation equally, there is no child support paid by either one of us to the other. So what happened? I ended up quitting rather than working for her. I appreciate your responses, but there was 
no way I could work for her when the company had clearly sided with her right off the bat when she still had it out for me after all this time. Before she started her management position, she was actually here for a meeting, but she saw me by the elevators and said the universe must be on her side because she was offered a chance to manage one of the people who had, quote, shattered her life before. There were no witnesses to this conversation, and I knew then that I had to get out before she took over. I wish I could say that I found another job and everything is great, but that is unfortunately not the case. I had to move in with my mom and dad. I'm working as a temp until I can find a permanent full-time job. I did have an interview, but the hiring managers saw red flags when I was unable to provide a current reference from either job I have had in the past. The one where I worked with the father of my child and the one I just quit and only had a single reference for 12 years of work in the form of my now retired former manager. They ultimately decided to go with another candidate. Another company I applied at decided not to move forward with my candidacy after they called both of the companies I had worked at in the past, even though I didn't have any references from either one. I don't know what they were told, but I can imagine it was good as I have no friends at either place and did not leave on good terms. The father of my child is also working temp jobs. He has had a tough time finding work since his divorce. He's also living with his mom and dad. Neither one of us has a car. I can't afford it and his ex-wife got his car in the divorce. So we rely on public transportation or our parents. Things have always been amicable between us. We have always shared custody with no child support because of the equal time. But for now, our child stays with whichever of us or our parents slash relatives are available for child care. And we try to help each other financially as much as possible so our child isn't affected. He's still dealing with the fallout from his bankruptcy and his ex-wife having his wages garnished instead of accepting a payment plan. Both of us are focused on getting back on our feet and giving our child a stable life. I'm thankful we both have a family who helps whenever they can. So what should I do? This is a pretty rough situation. You can tell that this lady, the original poster here, isn't happy that she did this with a married man. In fact, it sounds like to some degree she regrets it. But now that this has happened, it seems like she's been permanently bound to two people that she didn't necessarily want to be bound to. Now that she shares custody with the ex-husband and he is financially crippled by his divorce, that takes a toll on their child, the OP's child with this ex-husband. And this woman is obviously scorned. She had probably what she thought was a healthy marriage and then not only did her husband cheat on her, but he got another woman pregnant. And so now she is the plague in the original poster's life coming after her not only through the legal system, having her up there and then dragging her on social media, but also trying to take the job where she works, presumably to make her life a nightmare. This is rough. All three people in this situation are hurting in their own way because of what happened. But if you were to give advice to the original poster here, what would you say? Let me know down below. Am I the jerk for walking out of a restaurant because my girlfriend ordered spaghetti. I'm a 25-year-old guy dating a 24-year-old woman named Allie. We moved in together five months ago and I really love her a lot. Allie doesn't have great table manners. She eats noisily and sloppily. In a restaurant environment, usually this isn't too bad because of the natural ambient sound, but in a quiet room, it's much more noticeable. I don't exactly like it, but usually I can tolerate it. However, when Allie eats pasta, she slurps her noodles so loudly 
differently that people from other tables look. It is completely mortifying to hear people murmur about her loud slurpings all the time. I know this might be normal in some cultures, but from where I'm from in the United States, it looks really uncultured and bothers some people who are sensitive to sounds. I've tried to teach her how to use a spoon to spin the pasta into a ball. Nope, she doesn't want to. I've tried to ask her to take smaller bites. Nope, that's how she eats pasta and that's how she will always eat pasta. We've been to a local Italian restaurant half a dozen times and each time but one in a basically empty restaurant, she humiliated me with her loud slurpy eating. I know that I shouldn't care what other people think, but I agree with the patrons. It is disgusting. People are trying to enjoy a meal. I finally got frustrated one day and I told her that I would not eat noodles with her in public anymore. She can eat alone or she can go with friends. I will happily drive her to the restaurant, but I will not sit down with her. She kind of blew off my message with the, oh yeah, you're so perfect, so I get it. And I thought that was that. Last night, Allie really wanted to go to our local Italian place again. I asked her if she would be ordering spaghetti. She rolled her eyes and said that she would get the lasagna. I agreed that that was fine and we went out for the first time in a while. When the waitress came to take her order, Allie completely went back on her promise and ordered spaghetti. I told the waitress I wouldn't be needing anything. I stood up and walked to our car. I relaxed in the car listening to the Am I the Jerk podcast until Allie came out a while later. She sat down and started giving me the silent treatment. When we got home, she yelled at me about embarrassing her. She would not let me say a single word without shrieking over me and said she's only interested in an apology. I refused and she went to another room to loudly talk trash about me to herself intentionally so I could hear it. I don't know if I went too far. Am I the jerk for walking out of the restaurant because she ordered spaghetti? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I know the original poster mentioned that in other cultures, this is sometimes normal, but I was wondering is his girlfriend from one of these cultures? And later on, he actually clarifies saying it's worth mentioning that she is also an American. And when somebody suggested breaking up with her for not having table manners, he said, I'm honestly more inclined to ditch this relationship, not necessarily for her noisy eating, but from her inability to accept that she bothers other people with it. Which, as some people have pointed out, shows that she's not very thoughtful of other people around her if it really does bother this many people like the OP is saying. But whether or not other people in the restaurant are bothered by it, it bothers the boyfriend and he's vocalizing that to his girlfriend. So the issue really is, is that she's not taking what he's saying into consideration or thinking it's important enough to even take seriously. She made a promise she wouldn't order it and then ordered it right in front of him. I think most people would be pretty annoyed by this regardless of what the actual thing was. In this case, it's slurping, but it could be something like always leaving dishes on the floor, for example. So would you break up with this girl if she did this to you? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for sending Pokemon cards in pink envelopes. I sell Pokemon cards on eBay as a side job. I have been doing it way before the new rush on Pokemon cards was a big thing. When I mail out my cards, I like to send them in different colored envelopes to stand out. The colors are red, blue, pink, green, and yellow. They are randomly picked using different colors to help me remember who has what order. I have never gotten a complaint before and thought it was a great idea. So when your letter arrives, it's a fun experience instead of just getting a plain white envelope. I had an order for a card that was randomly put into a pink envelope 
and mailed off to the buyer. About a week or so later, I get a message on eBay from the buyer asking me not to send him pink envelopes because pink is for girls and he doesn't want his neighbors to see him carrying in a pink letter. About a week goes by and I add more items to my eBay and this person bought more things from me. About 10 different cards. I don't remember him from all the other orders so one of his packages gets sent in a pink envelope. I had a lot of orders that week and a lot of people got pink envelopes along with different colors. I'm also sure another one of his orders was sent in a blue one. He messages me again furious that I have sent him another pink envelope. He informed me that he would not buy from me again if the next envelope was pink. His message also said, I don't want another pink letter. Only send me color associated with the American flag. It's only red, white, and blues. If it's on the happy rainbow flag, I don't want it. Which is kind of weird because the pride flag is a rainbow, which has two of the colors from the American flag. But I digress. He sent other things that he felt were associated with pink and that he didn't want to be associated with them. But I think we all get the point. So about two weeks later, he orders about 20 cards, which is over the weight limit for eBay standard card shipping. So I broke his order down into separate orders. Cards were bought in different orders of five, so it was easy to do. I had a buy three, get two free. I decided I didn't want this person to go without his pink envelopes any longer. So I sent him five separate pink letters for his cards. Now, where I think I was being a jerk was while talking to my girlfriend, she defended him saying, he could have been in a closet and you exposed him to his family. I tried to shore the messages where I don't think that that is the case. So she changed it to, he doesn't want to be made fun of by his neighbors and now he will. But now I feel bad that he did ask not to get them sent anymore, but I decided to be petty. So am I the jerk? In a situation like this, even if it seems dumb, the guy is just making a simple request. I totally get when you're here with a huge volume of stuff, sometimes you make a mistake, but there's a difference between that and intentionally sending him the five pink letters, which you know he doesn't want. Maybe the original poster saw it as some way to get back at him for the things that he said, the way that he thinks in the messages. But either way, if that is the real reasoning that he doesn't want his neighbors to see him holding pink letters, I don't think it's a big deal either way. The best way to handle this probably would have been just to explain it like it was in the post by saying, hey, I have random orders going to random envelopes. That's my system. If you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I can't change the system just for one person. I think that would be the most reasonable way to handle this whole thing because it does take extra time to make sure that somebody's order is identified and then you put their Pokemon cards into the non-pink envelope when you already have an entire system down. So let me know how you guys would handle this and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for being mad that my boyfriend won't make noodles the way that I like? Okay, this sounds dumb, but hear me out. I have always been a picky eater, especially when it comes to tomatoes. Ever since I was a kid, my dad would make my spaghetti different from the rest of the house. I like having an essence of the sauce flavor on the noodles, but not the overpowering flavor of having noodles bathed in sauces. So here's where it gets a bit odd. My dad would separate my spaghetti from the family's after putting the sauce on and then would rinse the sauce off with the sink and strainer. I love noodles like this as it's a nice subtle tomato vibe given to the mild spaghetti. I'm a 20 year old female, my boyfriend's 26 and he has known this about my whole spaghetti thing since we first started dating. He has always told me that my food habits were cute. We have now been dating for almost three years and moved in together at the beginning of the pandemic so that we could be in lockdown together. Ever since we moved in together, he insisted on taking charge of cooking and all cooking related tasks, dishes, grocery shopping, etc. And he assigned me the role of cleaning the bulk of the apartment. We split other tasks pretty much 50-52. Everything was perfect and he always seemed to be making the noodles the way that I liked them when we had them. 
This was until last week when we had spaghetti. We ate and everything was good, but afterwards, he started teasing me by saying things like, you really like your pasta with an essence of tomato, and how was your tomato essence, babe? Always using finger quotes around the word essence. After a few comments, I felt something was off and asked him if he had done anything differently with tonight's noodles than he usually does, and he started laughing. When he finally stopped laughing, he told me the whole truth while smirking. He said, I didn't do anything different than I usually do. I have never been making it the way you have requested. Apparently, the entire time we have been living together, he's just been skipping the pasta sauce on my noodles entirely. He claimed that if I didn't notice for this long, then it shouldn't matter that he is making dinner in a way that is easier for him. I disagree entirely. I think the lying was a huge breach of trust. So was the refusal to make dinner how I wanted. I have, admittedly, been acting passive-aggressively to him ever since, but he thinks that he's done nothing wrong, that I'm overreacting and that I need to let it go. Skipping into the future, there's an update. My boyfriend found this post and is not happy. I'm debating pouring the sauce directly down the drain despite him. So a lot has happened since this morning. Y'all might be happy to hear we broke up. We had a huge blow up fight since he found the post which led to me breaking up with him. He did not like being called a predator and I started to think y'all had a point about that so I ended up breaking up with him. He attempted to plead with me a bit. My parents pay our rent so he can't afford the place without me but I wouldn't budge. Now, some things I found out in the argument. First, he is not a pharmacist like he always told me. He just works at CVS. Second, he has actually cheated on me multiple times with other girls that go to my college. And lastly, and worst of all, he has never actually been allergic to dogs and just doesn't like them. So was I the jerk for being so mad that my boyfriend wouldn't make noodles the way that I like? This escalated very fast. This whole part of the story about the test to see if she would notice if the tomato essence was on the noodles or not reminds me very very much of a court scene in Better Call Saul where I'm not going to say who in case you want to watch it later, but a certain person has, let's call it an allergy to something, or at least he thinks he does. And there's a little bit of trickery, but ultimately it gets proved that he never had this allergy to begin with in front of everyone, including the judge. It's not actually an allergy, but you get the idea. But going back to this story, how could she think that he was a pharmacist? What? That doesn't seem like that's something you could easily lie about and get away with it and your girlfriend wouldn't find out that you're not actually a pharmacist, that you didn't actually go through pharmacy school and become a doctor of pharmacy. That's a really big difference between doing all of that and working at CVS. If that was the case, he wouldn't be worried about having to pay rent once they broke up. There was a response that really encapsulates both sides of this. The idea that putting pasta sauce on noodles and then rinsing it off would leave an essence of tomato flavor is objectively ridiculous. And more importantly, a really shockingly disgusting waste of pasta sauce. What your dad basically did was teach you to waste food whilst planting the idea in your head that you were tasting something that was all in your imagination. You can be pissed at your boyfriend, but the fact that you didn't notice the difference in all of this time is indisputable evidence that he was right. You weren't tasting any essence of anything. It was a placebo effect. You feel betrayed, but honestly, you should be more embarrassed that you were asking somebody to constantly waste sauce by putting it on your noodles and then literally washing it off again. There is no rational way that you could have tasted it after that. People literally struggle to make sure they can afford to put food on their table at all and you're pouring it out the jar then washing it down the sink on purpose. Be embarrassed. Your boyfriend is a jerk but not for refusing to waste pasta sauce on you but for being a jerk about it and mocking you. He sounds like a nasty human 
being, and I can't speak for you, but I wouldn't date someone who spoke to me that way. He should have just pointed out the complete wastefulness of what you wanted from the outset, though I suspect you wouldn't have listened. Honestly, if you actually believe that washed pasta noodles still retain an essence of sauce, I'm going to guess that you believe in homeopathy as well. So with all that said, who was in the right, who was in the wrong, and jerk or not a jerk, and why? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.